Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Today we are going to discuss a game called Oxenfree. This game came out in January of 2016. Developer and publisher Night School Studios has a very positive rating with well over 6,000 reviews and loads of other, you know, actual reviewers have also given it rave reviews. Only about $10 at base. Keep that in mind. It is sort of a short game, but sort of not, depending on how you look at it. Depends, yep. I don't want to say too much about that now, but I will just hint at it by saying that what Darren has explained to me is that on sequential playthroughs, if you play through again, then things are slightly different. Very different. Or very different. (laughs) (laughs) So keep that in mind. I have only played the game once. We won't get into the very different, I think, right until the end, in case there are other people who perhaps just played it through once and didn't play through it again, which I could understand. But that's pretty much it. How would we describe this game? Uh, Maybe the way that the developers described it as a talky, pointy, clicky game. Yeah, I hesitate to call it a point-and-click game, though. It has so little of what I... Well, it's not traditional point-and-click. Yeah. It's very talky. But it's also so little of what I would want in a point-and-click game, typically. If I saw that as a tag, I'd be very disappointed if I got this game. And in fact, I'm not a huge fan of Oxenfree. I think that visually it's beautiful. I think that there are some good things to it. But overall, there were just a lot of times where I just wasn't having fun. And I think that there was something missing for me. But you, as you kept sending me messages saying how much you were loving it, I'm assuming that you still love it. No, I completely hated it. (laughs) Of course, man. I finished the game three times. Uh, Yeah, I I really enjoyed this game. You say that, but Allegra Frank of Polygon, her article kind of coincides with my feelings on Oxenfree, which is she didn't really find it fun, but she found it intriguing enough that she kind of felt stuck having to play it a few times. And that's kind of how I feel. I didn't think that it's just not a game for me. I, I wouldn't say that it's a bad game in pretty much any respect outside of just it wasn't hitting the things that I wanted it to. And what it did do, I'm not sure. It's stuff that we're going to have to well, we'll get into, yeah. In the spoiler section. So what I would describe it as is a 2D explorer where you have dialogue choices and that is the primary function of the game is to make your dialogue choices. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. And with that... I think we're going to have to actually start really talking about the game. So this is your spoiler warning. Oxenfree. Let's talk about it. Do you want me to go through point by point? I know that there will be a couple points where you may have chosen things differently. Yeah. I mean, even from the beginning, like who did you rescue first? Before we get to that, let's actually get through the story. But I do want to ask you this question because you played it three times. Do you feel choices actually matter? Um, Yeah, very much so. Okay. Yeah. That is something I wasn't quite sure. This felt very much like a Telltale game. Well... Even the ending, it gives you percentages like Telltale. So many people chose this, so many people chose differently than you. There's a reason for that, though. Because the guy who developed it actually used to work for Telltale. And they they went off and formed their own studio. That's fine, but you don't have to do the exact same thing. Well, (laughs) I'm I'm guessing it was his idea in the first place. So he's taken it with him. So he's not, like, copying them. Okay. It's like his idea. It, I wouldn't have even said it was copying. It definitely 
doesn't feel like a Telltale game, but it uses a lot of that same mechanic. Well, that's it. I mean, it is. It's basically they took that dialogue choices to like the nth degree. What I really like about this game, even before we start talking about the actual game itself, is I'm such a sucker for anything that's got a director's commentary on it. Did you watch the director's commentary on this? No. No. It's really short. It's like five, ten minute bits. and So you don't have to play through the whole game to get it? Maybe you do. I noticed it on my second run, so maybe maybe you've already got it because you finished it once. Oh, no, but I mean... You don't have to play the game again. No, no, no. It's yeah. just like videos. You just like click on, you go into options. Uh, okay. Some game director commentary, you basically have to play the whole game. Yeah. Like Half-Life is the same. Yeah, all those ones, the okay. little question mark bubbles that you got to run into. Yeah, this is just like you go into options, documentaries. There's five pictures. You just click on them and it's got like mechanics. And it'll give you a 10-minute clip about the mechanics. Artwork, da-da-da-da-da. And I love that. I love that in games. So that's automatically an extra an hour of playtime, just <laughs> me watching those videos. But yeah, he did explain that at Telltale, the average game has 2,000 lines of dialogue. That's how they count it. They don't count it by words or pages. They count it by lines of dialogue. Is that counting the times where they're basically repeating themselves, yeah, trying yeah, to make you make uh, a choice? No, 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 no. If it's a repeat line, then no. But that counts like every, um, if that's a response, you know, I'm guessing, you know. Okay. So 2,000 lines of dialogue. Oxenfree has 12,000 lines of dialogue. That's huge. It's a gigantic task to undertake for them. And that's why I felt like the second time I played it, I was discovering new things all the time. And the choices do really matter in this game. All right, we'll get into that. We start as Alex with blue hair. That becomes important because in her flashback, she has just normal brown hair. She's on the ferry. It is now 8 p.m. We're going to find out that the game basically goes at least the first playthrough from 8 p.m. to dawn. And all the time. When we get to the different chapters, we get a new hour, essentially. They're talking about going to some sort of bash. Ren just talks a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure if it's here. It's somewhere around here where we find out that Alex and Jonas are step siblings. Mm -hmm. Jonas is her stepbrother. And this is a very new situation. She's meeting him for the first time, I think. Yeah. It seems like that, but some of their dialogue makes it feel like they must have known each other at least a bit. But this is the first time that they're actually hanging out together and bonding. I did find it a bit confusing. As we're going to find out, there was a tragedy in her life, which is... Her brother died. He drowned, yeah. But when was that? When, like, uh, three years ago, maybe? Okay. In my head, for some reason, early on, I thought it was like a year ago. And that seemed awfully fast for everything else to be happening. But wow. three years does give it a lot more time to settle in. But it throws into question some other issues I have. But I guess we'll get into that, hopefully, as we go through. Before we arrive, we take a picture. Do you get to choose to take the picture or not? No, you have to take the pictures. That's part of the game. Okay. It forces you. They make it sound like you have a choice. Like, you're not going anywhere until we take the selfie. You know, they say that stuff later on as well. So well, that leads me to something else I wanted to ask you. Did you do the same experiment with this game that you did with Telltale? Yes. Where you didn't bother to answer ever? Yeah. There's an achievement called Strong Silent Type. I think the guy from Telltale was kind of like taking the piss out of them in a way because he knew that they're all like, oh, choices matter. No, no, they don't really because you can actually do nothing. In this game, if you don't select anything, you get an achievement for that. And I kind of got a completely different ending. Okay. And I'll explain that later. Yeah, I, I guess we should get to the endings at the end. Yeah. We arrive at Edwards Island. 
There's a few shops there, but you can't really do anything. Closed. You can see a statue, and this is where you're introduced to the radio mechanic of basically turn on the radio, and you turn it to the right frequency, and it will give you a message. This will be used in a couple different ways later on, which is... To be honest, I found it to be an interesting mechanic, though at some times it was a bit much. On my third playthrough, it became a bit of a chore because basically what you have to do, if you're not going to use a walkthrough, of course, is you just have to have the radio on constantly. You're moving around and swiping through radio stations to try and find things. And later in the it game, when you get more signals, it gets much, yeah. much bigger. It becomes that. That's the thing. Early on, when it was limited, it didn't feel bad. But once the, the number band, range grew, yeah. like that is where it started to feel a bit bad. But what I did notice is that even if you have open, you don't have to really like scrub through all the channels because there will be a color change. So like green will hint at you're getting near one of the tour guide things. Red is obviously for the anomalies. Blue is for the locks, for the gates. And then there's another color, which is for like just weird stuff that you can pick up. So it is kind of color-coded, but you don't realize that until... There is. But let me ask you this. How did you know you were close to the signal? Um, Depends. Well, the anomalies are... They've got like little stacks of stones. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. When you're actually scanning the dial. For what, though? Doesn't matter. Uh, Controller wins. There's a vibration. Oh, is there? Yeah. So oh, you, okay. can, you can actually scan very quickly and then hit the vibration and then go back slowly. Uh, well, I mean, it's visual as well, isn't it? Because once you go over it, it'll light up and vibrate a little bit on the screen. Maybe. I was probably paying total just attention but to, yeah, the, a haptic, to the touch. But yeah, a haptic reflex would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that saved me loads of time towards the yeah. end game. Yeah. <laughs> We find out that there's only one resident on this island, Mrs. Adler, who's apparently very old, but then we also find out she died, (laughs) so there is no resident on the island. Basically, we have to go down, meet up with the only other two people who arrived to party, which is Clarissa and Nona. I'm not sure if this is meant to be part of another name, but I had a family member with the same name. Okay. She pronounced it Nana. So it irritates me when the whole game when they're saying Nona. Maybe other parts of the country would pronounce it differently. I've never heard the name before in my life, to be honest. So I didn't know if this is part of a longer name, then it would make sense. I worry that they just kind of picked a random name and didn't properly know how to pronounce it. But it's also possible that through whatever heritage we had and the name was chosen that we've also been, you know, pronouncing it differently than other parts of the world might. But it just kind of grated on me a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. First time I've ever heard that name before. Ren has already admitted, at least in my playthrough, that he's got a crush on Nona and not to bring it up. But then to get things going, we play this. It's not truth or dare, it's truth or slap. Yep. And basically, I just, I outran love for Nona and say, hey, he likes you. Oh, you went for the evil playthrough the first time around. Is, is that evil? Because <laughs> I was just trying to get them together. Oh, well, yeah. He, he wasn't happy about it, though, because you betrayed his trust. <laughs> he was, but I can get it back later. You can. Uh, Clarissa is not a nice person. At least she doesn't seem to be at this point. Yeah, she uh, hates Alex for reasons that we'll get into later. Yeah. Then, I mean, that's kind of it. There's a set of stairs that you can climb, but I guess I'm not supposed to because as soon as I got to the top of the stairs, the game told me I needed to be downstairs by a fence, which was a bit disappointing because I wanted to go to the Adler Mansion. That was what I wanted. But the game was making me go to the cave and test out the signals and find weird lights. And that pretty much takes us to 10 p.m. So at 10 p.m., 
wander through the cave a long way to find Jonas. There's an armoire inside. Could never, I could never open that in three playthroughs. I tried. Well, I suspect that it can't be. I mean, maybe a fourth mm. playthrough, but I would look that up because I'm assuming that Because it does can. say open armoire. At this point, we do our radio signal again. We have to find three different wavelengths that are going to create a triangle, which teleport everybody to different locations. We'll find out. We wake up at 11 p.m. So the game seems to be going very fast at this point, but it <laughs> slows down very quickly from this point on. We're basically by a, like Alex and Jonas. Was there ever a playthrough where you had a different person wake up with you here, or is it always Alex so, and Jonas? It's always Alex and Jonas, but like later on when you get to the communications tower, you can choose who comes with you for like the second part. Right. So I had Jonas. We went to the comms tower. Ren talks to us, but somehow so does Clarissa. So we have to choose who we're going to save. At this point, I chose to save Ren. I did too. Then we have to... Well, it's like save. It's not like they're in any great danger, really. But well, I guess they've all been experiencing weird stuff. And at least we've had someone with us and they've been all alone. So I can kind of get it. They are in danger. However, we have no tools or recourse to actually save them. We just... Just a radio. <laughs> so basically, at this point, we have to hit a button to turn off the electric fence generator. And we wander out. Is there anything to stop you from actually going to Clarissa at this point? No, I did Clarissa my second playthrough. Okay. But what I'm saying is, does it matter who you choose? Like, if we picked Ren and we accidentally went the wrong direction, could we still end up at Clarissa? You can do whatever you want. Okay. Well, I wandered around through the woods, Tohi Woods, which is apparently either named after the sparrow or the sparrow is named after them. We get in a radio thing. There is a nice signal thing that talks about this guy who used to hike here every day and draw the birds, but then a secret message later tells us that he killed himself. <laughs> he hung himself from the tree, yeah. There are paths that seem to go nowhere, which was a bit frustrating to me, but I did suspect that they often would lead to secrets later on. They do. I'm sure you found a couple. I saw your achievement ticker. Yeah, I didn't find all of them. You got was eight, irritating. You, you I was got, very close. You got eight letters at least. I know that because you got the two achievements for... I think I was missing one one of each, maybe one letter and one signal. It's 12 letters, so... It's something like that. I was very close on both of them. The bridge stand, we get two. There's a tiny cemetery, and there's also this kind of cabin to restart the power, but we can't get it open yet. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to go into another kind of cabin place. This is where we actually need to get the power going for the cable car that they called something else. Yeah, it's a cable uh, car. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you say, Alex, it's a cable car. <laughs> but this is where I think we get our first real like ghost thing that happens. There's a red lamp, and you use your radio, talks to you, and things go crazy. I mean, that that's a pretty simple one. You don't. Not much happens. In not a lot happens. Yeah. I walked up to the what I was referring to before, which is referred to as the Catbird Station, but we can't get into here yet because it's not ready in the game for us to go here yet. It's locked. Yeah. yeah. I think we can't get these signals yet to actually unlock It's it. like a lower or a higher frequency than what we're capable of at the moment. We take the cable car over to the campgrounds. We see an abandoned tent. And to be honest, at this point, I was getting pretty bored with this game. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much going on. And like I said, it's point and click, but it's not normal point and click. There's no inventory. There's no interesting puzzle of matching things up. 
I really thought you just suckered me into a 2D walking sim. <laughs> I was going to be very frustrated with you. But it's at this point where something finally happens because this is where I get our first time loop. Yeah, I had no idea when we both agreed to play this game. I think we both had it sitting in our... We must have got this in a bundle. I think it was point. a monthly, actually. Was it a monthly? Because I'd heard good things about it, but I just never got into it. And I never watched any trailers, didn't know anything about the game. I didn't know it was like a time loop kind of game. So when I got to this point, I was like, oh, what's this? <laughs> I'd read it's a spooky, weird kind of ghost story. But then, oh, now we're into time travel and stuff. Like, this is pretty cool. And um, it was done in a very interesting way, because when you loop, you see very little things that have changed. Something small has changed. Now, this is just after Alex was talking about the fact that she and Michael used to come here as, I'd say as kids, but Mm -hmm. she's technically still, you know, a teen. I'd imagine she's technically still a child, but when they were younger, so three or four years ago, they used to come here, which means that she has, throughout the game, knowledge that she can share with Jonas or whoever the other character might be with her, which is actually a good way of doing the storytelling what did you think though about the screen changing like it's all like that weird bad tracking vhs quality what's that about what did you what did you make of that at this point in the game because i thought and especially what happens with the reflection in the lake which is about to happen it's almost like we're playing the game or we're watching a movie of this like an old movie what did you make of the off tracking kind of weirdness I Nothing. really took it as just a game mechanic to show us when we're in a time loop. Ah, okay. And it was a way that people would recognize because when you had to rewind or fast forward in the VHS days, that's what it looked like. So I don't think it's any more than that. But, you know, obviously this is filling the gap. So if you have ideas, <laughs> they, they can come out later. We try to climb up something and we can't because the world keeps rewinding. We start to hear about bad trips that Jonas took with his parents, and they repeat again. Jonas at first doesn't know that he's being looped. It's only after a few times that we can kind of let him know, and then he starts to become aware. Like As we repeat, a campfire appears, then a ball appears, and then the ball starts moving on its own, and then there's a ghost imprint in the rock. And as you said, I think, is this where the reflection doesn't quite line up? Yeah, and then if you look in there, there's like a username, and it's one of your Steam friends. Yeah, it was always you. Oh, was it? On my playthrough, yeah, it was always you. Oh, uh, I got me, I got myself one time, then the next time, I I I got someone else. On a second playthrough, you might get yourself, but the first time, Uh. it was always you. Hmm, That's weird. So, whatever you chose to say, I'm assuming, is what I heard. Uh, That's clever. Hmm. There's a point where Jonas just uh, is not with Alex. Yeah, he's just gone. Like, bye. As we continue through the campground, Alex sees, yeah, like I said, she sees the reflection and hears a voice talk about Michael. And this, I'm assuming, as I said, was your, whatever you chose out of the three things to say to me. We start again and now Jonas is finally here and remembers more. We have to use this giant old fashioned tape player to fix time. And this we will do many times. Yes. We finally get to the top. And there's a radio signal that gives a, uh, what I would refer to as a plane dogfight mm-hmm. sound. You can hear the old sounds of planes and guns in the air. There's a secret thing that talks about bodies found in cars under the water. That's right, yeah. There's another one that I found quite often through the game that seems to have like a Morse code. Mm-hmm. Do you know what those codes mean? Yeah, Morse code. Yeah, I know what those means, but we can probably talk about that at the end. Okay. 
We will bump into Nona, who says that she's seen us before, and she's acting very weird toward us, as though we did something weird. Mm -hmm. And for all I know, we did. She basically refuses to stay with Alex and Jonas and runs off to the comm tower. At least, my choices led to that. I think she always goes there. Not really much she can do about that. We now get to the relay point. We find out that the island used to be for mining, there's an old well, there's a point where we get to talk to Ren, but just as we think everything is okay, time loop again. It repeats, and Ren is acting like a zombie, and it basically takes, this time, two tape players to fix time. And Ren is possessed, he's glowing red, he's mumbling, the radio signal creates some triangles, he's kind of floating in the air and looks very distressed while we're doing this, he collapses, and the triangle speaks to Alex. Which was really creepy. This part was, I can't remember if it was playthrough one or two, but it's the way that they talk about Ren. I think it's maybe in the second playthrough where they're like, it's difficult to talk through children, but this time we managed to stretch him out a bit. <laughs> it was so <laughs> disgusting. No, in the first playthrough, most of these voices don't make any sense. They're basically sound. Really garbled radio nonsense. It's like, Bumblebee from the Transformers yes, movies yeah. where he's trying to talk through the radio, especially at first where he can't figure out how to do it. That's what this sounds like. There are a couple of things that it says many times, things like leave possible and tag your it, we're going to hear. But other than that, most of it's garbled and doesn't really make any sense. So I guess in subsequent playthroughs... Must have become clearer as the more I played it. Okay. <laughs> After 10 times... You'll just be able to understand everything they say. Yeah. But yeah, basically, we've we've saved him. They say things along the lines of they can't really hurt people. They're somehow anchored by Maggie Adler and says something about sharing the young ones. And we were all, I guess, young once is what they're hinting to. Once that's done and Ren is back to normal, he runs off to the comms tower to hang out with his hopeful girlfriend is <laughs> what he wants anyway and now we're off to find clarissa so we have to head to milner outpost it's now 1 a.m we go up to the watchtower and there's a radio with red lights to open the door oh i'll just yeah interject there for a second one thing that i will say is you're definitely much better to save ren first because he unlocks that gate that you can just walk across into the mining post kind of place if you save Clarissa, she's on this side of the map over here. If you save Clarissa first, that gate, you can't just walk up into that gate and go and get Ren. you got to go all the way back around that way that you went to get to Ren. The gate won't open. Oh, so that's weird. Because I don't remember Ren actually doing anything. He get- seemed to be there at a time where he shouldn't have because he said, I'm off to find Nona. And then he reappeared again. And I said, what are you doing? <laughs> I just thought it was a glitch in the game. Nah, he goes and um, he goes and does something with the gate. Because on my second playthrough as well, when we went the whole way around, you even mentioned that in the game. Like, you could have opened that door the entire time. We had to go the whole way around. Because it's kind of funny because it's the game basically saying, look, guys, you, just because you finished it, you still got to go through the motions of the story. And so it doesn't matter really if you take Clarissa first. You still got to go this way and do all, experience all that stuff. Like the f- kicking the football and it returns to you by some ghost kick. All that stuff. You can't just like, boop, <laughs> travel uh, across. Okay. Yeah. 
like I said, there's like a watchtower here. We see a radio communication school, which has to do with code breaking. There is, well, at this point, I went the wrong way and I ended up in Epiphany Fields for a while okay. and started exploring some other stuff until I hit back to where I was supposed to be. Yeah, the map was very confusing my first playthrough. I didn't know really. I mean, I kind of knew where I was going, but the map is, again, kind of like a poria. It's not very helpful at all. <laughs> very... It tells you roughly where things are and that's right. it. Well, even within the levels, as I found, when you leave Milner and you head towards the comms tower again, the, the, the first big tower you're at, it's a little road that kind of goes off into the background. And so when I went this way and I was exploring a bit, I went, okay, well, there's the comms tower. So it must be back to the right. And I went to the right and I ended up, I think, at the sentry statue and I found the bunker and I was finding all this stuff, but I couldn't <laughs> find my way back to Milner again. And I was dreading the thought that it was a one-way trip right. and I'd have to go all <laughs> the way back around. That but I, I did eventually find it. I will say that the level walking around design does feel very old school point and click. Yeah, because even at this point, I was like, man, I'd love some fast travel right about now. It's like, if I've been there, can I just click on the map and just go there? Especially going through the woods, man. It's like, come on. And why are you putting those blocks there? Like, just so I have to press space to jump over yes. them and jump off of them? Just let me walk in a straight line. Stop busy working me to death. This is part of why I was not enjoying the game, particularly early on. Yeah. But... Here we are back at Milner again, where I'm supposed to be. Well, there, I think the red light at this point, you go to the tower, you do that. So it magically opens the door off to the right. And then you end up in this facilities building. The door, of course, will lock behind us. Jonas, at this point in my playthrough, wanted to know about Mike. And we find out that Mike dated Clarissa and he wants to know why. There's a lot of questions here that are being asked that we're kind of having to guess the answer for. And that's the thing that I love about this game. And I love about playing tabletop RPG games in this kind of style where you build the story yourself. It doesn't matter what you choose in this case. You're building the characters. So if you want them to like have this kind of relationship, that's what you select. There's no wrong answer. It's all about you building a story. I love that. And I, I like doing that when we play Warhammer or, or whatever. Actually, just building your own backstory. I like that. And not, not, not enough games kind of do this. I do and I don't. There are some times where the hint that I was given was not exactly what I thought it was going to say. Not quite Mass Effect bad, but <laughs> at times it did feel like what Alex was saying was not the choice I made based on the clue that they gave me. And so for me, sometimes that is a bit frustrating. And you don't really know what you're building towards. And sometimes with a backstory where they've hidden the backstory and they're trying to keep it from you, it does bother me a bit that I'm having to guess at a backstory that this character does actually know. But again, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter because of the whole time loop thing anyway, because you've done this all 100,000 times anyway. So you can have that story. Uh, 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 you can have in that the, other story. Okay, look, you're jumping ahead. <laughs> you're saying that in the game, but me, Justin, as a person, am playing it the first time. Yeah, but I mean, a lot, but there are some games that allow you to do this anyway. And it's like, I mean, maybe if you don't realize, oh, None of this really matters. I'm just building a story. This is just character development. I'm developing the character rather than... Yeah, I think if you're looking at it as a way like I have to get a right answer, then that would be really, really annoying to play because you would be like, I don't know these guys' relationships. I don't know how Michael was with his sister. Yeah. I, I don't know anything. I don't even know how he died yet. Why are you making me answer these questions? 
But you're not answering the questions. You're the one that's building the story. And so it's whatever you want it to be. But that would be... But, but there is a story there. There is a story. But there's also a story where he doesn't try. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, I guess... We'll, we'll get to that. To, to that then, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in here, there's some beds, which we'll have to use later for a letter, I think, that we're going to find in here. There's yes, that's right. Also, I think this gets to the point where we... Yeah, we get into the army RCS. This is where Jonah has to pee. I guess, did you let him? I did the first time, but the next time I just ran straight for the window and made, made him hold it for the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure at some point, you're outside most of the time. Well, he didn't do it in front of me outside, so... All right. I would do that next time. It's just a waste of my time. <laughs> There's another secret cairn here, which you can signal in to... Get, it speaks of, like, a soul glowing around an individual, which I guess like an aura or something. You also end up inside the classroom. Yeah. How do you feel about the classroom? Here's a puzzle. Yeah, well... I hope you paid very, very close, close attention, attention to cause, everything cause that's I happened before. <laughs> you know what? I didn't actually know any of the answers, but I guessed them all correctly. <laughs> the hangman appears, and it's pretty dumb because you only have three questions, so I don't know how hangman would work, but... I, I got the first two I knew from listening, mm -hmm. but the third one I had to guess the number, and I did not guess high enough, and that was a problem. It doesn't really do it. It just, it just maybe damages your relationship a little bit with Jonas. It's nothing huge. Okay, so have you done it though where you got all three right, and uh, what does that do? Nothing. It's just like, oh, good job, Alex. You did great. Uh, you're really smart. That's it? Yeah, that's it. And then my next playthrough, I didn't. I just like sat back, like nah, I'm not gonna answer any of these. I just let him. Suffer. I'm not gonna try and walk upside down. Yeah, yeah. Just count down. Go for it. Just count it down. I'm. I'm not doing. It. I'm not taking part in your games. And then he's a bit angry, but he gets over it. Well, see, Jonas gets possessed if you get it wrong. Yeah, he gets possessed if you get it Either right, way. anyway. Yeah. Oh, then I guess it does make a difference. No. All right. It's just. I mean, it basically is just showing you that when you tune into the signal. You're tapping into something that's, that you don't really understand, and you should probably stop doing that, <laughs> to be honest. And it's just showing you that they have the power to take control of people, and even Alex at some points. Uh, but we don't really get to see that. We just get told about that. But it's it's story. It's not really anything game-changing. All right. So we finally meet up with Clarissa, and a bunch of loops here where she's angry, then she's committed suicide, then she jumps off the building. Like, that's essentially where it ends, is where she jumps off. You climb down, and then her body is gone, which honestly was zero surprise to me. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be there. Now you have to go back through, you go to the comms tower. The boys just start fighting for nothing. Yeah, it really feels stupid at this point. They needed the boys to fight, I guess. Who did you take with you? Nona, of course. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> uh, the only one not being annoying. This is where we find out that Clarissa has good points. She celebrated Nona, like she cheered her up because she brought a cake over to her house, her last birthday kind of thing. And in town, as we're going to find this key that will help us in, Clarissa is possessed. She's sitting on top of a lamppost. <laughs> Takes a face plant off of it at the end. <laughs> There's only, I think, one line of a triangle before it loops, so we can't finish the triangle. That's right. And basically, we go into like a... I don't know what it is. Some, yeah, some, I some never... Kind of I know that Ren mentions it, but I can't remember. It's not, it's not the gift shop. I don't know what that was. I have no idea. But essentially, the idea here is through the possession, we found out that Clarissa blames Alex for Michael's death because 
Alex asked Michael to swim one more time or something, but I don't know. In my playthrough, I n- never saw that. Do you ever see that actually happen? No, as far as I know, I never saw Michael drown. We're just told that it happened, and that's it. You know, she's young, she's stupid. She bears a grudge against Alex for it. No, it's, that's, it's, it's that's bit... fine. It's just very weird because none of the flashbacks seem to lead to this for me. No, and me too. That seemed very weird. Because it's so important. Yeah. It's kind of really... I need to see what happened. How did this happen? Yeah, I, I, if, if it exists, I haven't found it yet. Okay. I saw Ren drown, <laughs> but not, <laughs> not Michael. Yes. There is a loop again at this point. Nona feels it. So now we're into that other building and we get the wall, which is like the wavelength something activated lock. locks or something. Yeah. So basically now we have the longer radio dial to turn. 50 to 180 or something like that. It's huge. We also now find a letter from Margaret Adler saying that she kind of blames herself for what happened, but we don't know until we actually find the other letters. There is always a signal, like 140.1 or something that you can turn to and get clues. The clues most of the time are just a bit too obvious. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. I was worried that, oh God, it's going to be really hard to find these and I'm not going to be able to piece the story together. But it's basically for each map that you go into, switch to 140.2, you get the hint, and the letter is in that room, basically, in yeah. that area. And it will, it will and glow. glow. Yeah. Sometimes I didn't even find the signal. It's not even that room. You kind of have to be close to it, I think, in order to find it. Yeah. And there were times where I went, well, there's that cemetery. I bet there's something there. And I walked over, and as I got close to it, I could see the flashing, so I didn't even bother. It, to and it. I don't know. The thing is, this this one really made me laugh as well. So once you find the letters and you find out that Maggie Adler is this like code-making, code-breaking genius, because she leaves are dumb. It's like, oh, I left it under the Tango, Alpha, Bravo, Lima, Eagle. Like, oh, you mean the table? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that because even this first one, it's like everything becomes, and then they say the whole code thing eventually. I'm like, wait, anti? I'm like, and I didn't even really need the clue because it's splashing right, right there, there, right where I'm, I'm standing. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was, I was thinking like, oh man, I'm going to have to like start decoding these Morse code things to find these letters or whatever. But no, it's the, the Morse code. I decoded a couple of them. Man, I'm not. I, they're very fast. They're hard to do, man. I, I did one, and then I was like, oh, yeah, Google. <laughs> so I just looked up the rest. Um, uh, okay. I think I say you uh, you found a Morse code translating app or something. I did find one for, I think, maybe Black Watchman at one point, and I did use that, but it's really hard to use. You have to record it into a sound file, load it up, and blah, blah, blah. I wasn't going to do that for every bit of... Because there's a lot of Morse code in this game. I got one of the, one of the messages... I was like, all right, well, I'm not doing that again. I'll just, I'll just, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what kind of things do they say? It's mostly messages from Anna. Oh, okay. So are they meant to be to Margaret, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I've got a little theory on that, so we can save that for the end. Okay. There's a point where Nona asks about, I wrote down Jack, which doesn't make any sense, but it essentially sparks a flashback to 1 p.m. one year ago where Clarissa and Michael and Alex are at the beach. Oh, and Clarissa's being very nice. Yeah, she's trying to be friendly. Do we think Clarissa is the same age as Alex? I wouldn't think so. She's almost coming off as like, I'm your new stepmother kind of thing. It was a bit, yeah, she'd have to be older, I'd hope. 
but she does seem to be like, oh yeah, I'm so much more mature than you. And <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be taking up some of your brother's time and things like that. I don't know. I didn't really understand. If she is, I mean, what? So Michael was off to college. So he's what? 18 years, 19 years old. So he's only a couple of years older than... Oh no, Alex is 17 now. So that she would have been... Like 14. 14 at the time. Yeah, I'm guessing maybe Clarissa's got three or four years on her then. Maybe... What if... Okay. See, here's where the age starts to break down and I have problems. Either... It seems to me that either Clarissa is close to Alex in age, in which case the things that Michael is talking about with Clarissa at the end about possibly trying to go and live with her sound a bit creepy. She's too young for that. All right, yeah. And if she's the same age as Michael, well, she's like 20 hanging out at this high school bash. So it doesn't work. The age is a real problem for me here. And I, I can't seem to get my head around yeah, it. Yeah, because she would be she would be like 20, 21, yeah, hanging around with a bunch of 17-year-olds. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> and disappointed there weren't more boys coming to hang out, I guess, at the party. Like, well, a bit weird. <laughs> or maybe she just came to bash Alex. Who knows? <laughs> maybe. Thing is, well, here's the other thing as well. I don't really know, but at my school, you know, we used to have old boys day where mm -hmm. the old students would come back and they would play rugby and football together and stuff like that. And they could be in their 40s coming back to hang out with like, but no, I weren't coming back to hang out with kids, but they're just coming back to their old boarding school kind of thing, you know, to just see what's going on. So I think she seems to be under the impression that there's a ton of people coming, but it's only these four. Right. She's also, though, really good friends with somebody who is... Definitely younger than her. Yeah. I've, I don't know. I don't know. I've got no idea. <laughs> this I, is why, in my that. head, they were the same age, which is fine. It would make sense if they were. Until the end. It's but then it doesn't make the sense the way that she treats Alex, like she's her mother almost on the beach. I wouldn't say that. I think she just is saying, I know you guys hang out a lot and I'm going to be taking some of that time away. Well, maybe I read it wrong. So, yeah. But there is a point where Michael asks for his jacket back. Alex says, no way, bucko, at least in the one I chose. Mm -hmm. And then that sends us back to 3.20 a.m. present day. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think they do that specifically so that you know time has passed. Yeah. Time is missing. We, as Alex, have missed out on some time. And he does tell us, like, I don't know if it's at this point or one of the other flashbacks where he's like, yeah, your eyes went all red and you got possessed and stuff, so. Yeah, Nona says Alex was there the whole time. Ren and Jonas are by the gate. At this point, we use the radio to open the Alder Gate. Or, sorry, not Alder, the Adler Gate. And in here, we can see some home movies and find stuff in the attic. And this is where there's a lot of Clarissa being possessed and mean. time loop stuff. More games. Basically leading out to, we now have a plan. Our plan is we need to get these two signals working at the same time. That will open the bunker and then we can get inside the bunker and get into the cave. Because as we've been told, the cave has caved in since we left. Yeah. We didn't know that. We've just been told it. Oh, coincidentally, we can't go in the old way. Uh, let's cut to 4 a.m. There are more letters. Let's just talk about the letters quick so we don't have to go through them individually. Essentially, a submarine has been destroyed in friendly fire. You yep. find out that Margaret was the one who gave the, I guess, the go-ahead. She said that basically the other ship must be the enemy trying to jam whatever was going on. Yeah. 
So she feels very guilty about it. They find these signals that they think are coming from the dead, and they think that they can bring the people back somehow if they can just open the door. Yeah, because they think rather than them being dead, that they've just been trapped in another dimension because they don't seem to have... When they were speaking to them, they said they were kind of playful and they still spoke the same way. It was almost like they didn't think that they had died and that they were just... It was almost like they were on the other end toying around with the radio as well like getting weird signals and talking to strange people on the other end. But then it developed into something way more sinister. So yeah, yeah. Time travel, multiple infinite dimension weirdness going on here now. At this point, somewhere around this point in the game, Jonas is being possessed and offers the proposition, just give us Clarissa. Yeah. And then the rest of you can go free. I, of course, say no, that's dumb. We use the tape station to fix time. There's a point where Nona admits to actually liking Ren. We go to a station, we hit another button. There's a lot of just, oh, walk here, hit a button. Like, there's no, there's no mini game to it. There's no puzzle to it. At 5 a.m., Jonas says Alex messed up with Ashley. And I was like, who's Ashley? Well, oh. even she says, who's Ashley? <laughs> and it's not Ashley. We skip back to the previous year. Do you mean Amanda? So apparently they stole a car to go to a concert. Uh, at this point, Michael talks to her about leaving home. He has so much promise. And that's such a pressure for him to bear. He just can't handle it. We go to 5.30. So again, Alex has lost time. They take one last picture before they go into the bunker. <sighs> Like, they all look miserable, except for Ren, who finally has a girlfriend. Yeah, yay! <laughs> Basically, you're told that you need to finish everything else before you enter here, which is always a bit of a mixed bag, because some games, they say that, but there's still one more letter inside, and you don't know. <laughs> so you can't really know unless you happen to have found everything. I wandered here for too long, and I think this is part of my reflection on the game, is I wandered for a long time not finding anything. Right. And I was so close. Like I said, <laughs> one off on one of the I things which and one two off on the others. I don't know. I don't... That's the other problem is with the letters, which are the more interesting thing for me, I felt like I'd already put the story together by this point. I don't know that one more letter was really going to help me out. The stones, the cairns that have been set up, some of those messages are just really cryptic and... They're supposed to be. They're just... Yeah. just <laughs> and so I don't know if... Do they become more clear as you play through? A little bit. Like There's one that actually sounds like Alex is talking. Yes. And so I thought, oh, we might get more of that. But they were getting sounds from World War Two and other things. I just... I think at one point you get something about a recipe or something like that. Like yeah. Some cookbook. <laughs> There's Bugs Bunny or like the old World War II yes. Warner Brothers. But that that was just one of the random extra songs. All right, okay. Yeah, something about being a machino. Right. Yeah. No, there. that is one thing actually I do like about the radio is there were extra signals that you could pick up that would be playing other songs. Mm -hmm. So you could do that. That was kind of nice, though. Things like that one, it just repeats the same line over and over and over again. Or you get what I'm pretty sure are old either radio plays or movies. You just get two lines of dialogue and they just repeat over and over. I much prefer the old, what is probably public domain music that is playing instead. But yeah, here we are. We're entering the shelter. We climb down a very long ladder. Mm -hmm. Tape player plays a song from Jonas's mother. Somebody in their previous playthrough had said, <laughs> let Jonas talk to his mother. <laughs> and I didn't know that's what was going on. So I kept playing it and let him try to talk to his mother and he disappeared. 
Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but even at the end, I still wasn't quite sure what was happening. So I think I was trying to do the Bill and Ted thing and going, well, I have to say what was said before. <laughs> but, you know, you like four times. I don't remember everything that was said. Uh, but yeah, basically you get to the end and Clarissa's possessed. She again says that the, basically the spirits could leave, but, you know, they could leave for good, but there's this fear of nothingness, which is all they see as being the afterlife. Then there's a whole bunch of kind of, you, you basically create this super triangle and you end up on the other side and Clarissa possessed says that you're stuck here, but if you leave Clarissa behind, you can go. Yeah. So you have to make this choice. I'm assuming you said no way and tried to take Clarissa with you. I did the first time. I left her the next time. Okay. <laughs> and the ghosts say they watched Maggie in every timeline, which is a good indicator, like you said, that multiple timelines and possibly infinite are happening here, that she tried to help in every timeline, but they say it's out of guilt, which isn't good enough for them. They say they feel forgotten. And there's a weird thing where I choose to say Calvin, because that was... Is it in one of the letters or something? It's in one of the letters, and I think you pick it up in one of the radio transmissions. Yeah, Calvin was the engineer... Uh, sorry, the electrician aboard the submarine. And so Calvin, within the horde of ghosts, starts to remember, feels bad, and... We get a lot of kind of cryptic stuff here, like in time, names and faces have been forgotten, like we've been forgotten. And basically, I think in my playthrough, I was allowed to leave, and I see the now reflected Alex leaving messages for the next player, or possibly myself, but it's just weird because I'm now on the other side of the mirror. I'm now on the un underside of the lake. I'm, yeah, like I said, I wasn't sure if I'm leaving this for the next person or if I'm supposed to repeat what was said before, if there's a, you know, a special ending, if you can remember what was said before. And like, we've had this before where your name has appeared in games, like the Talos Principle, but we don't know if it actually affects anything. Pony Island. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just kind of tried to guess what had been said before. I don't know that it makes a difference. I, I guess you would know better than I would. There's a weird heavenly ending of Michael saying goodbye. We could get to say goodbye to him. But here's the thing. This is what I was referring to before. He says he wants to move in with Clarissa. He just wants to get out and move in with Clarissa. So if Clarissa is young, that's a problem. <laughs> but even in my head, look, I'm not a teenager. Aren't you? <laughs> I know the listeners will be very surprised. <laughs> I am not a teenager, and I think this is a very stupid life decision to make. Alex, as a 14-year-old at the time, maybe didn't, but no, no, don't give him a break. This guy has everything going for him. He has scholarships. He's got professors that he's worried the professors will expect too much of him. Yeah. He has to do good. So... He basically has the support of the professors before he's even gotten there. <laughs> and even if he wanted to, say, go to school outside of state, there's probably a good chance he could get a scholarship somewhere else. He's supposed to be, like, the smartest, and he's got sports on his side. Like, he's got everything. Yeah, he's the captain of every team he's been on. He's the homecoming king. So, as a pragmatist, I'm just looking, going, well, don't throw all this opportunity away. But isn't that what kids do? But that isn't. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. I think most of them. I mean, not this kind of opportunity. Yeah. I could see it's, him. I could see him going to school and then 
drinking away his scholarship sure. or something, <laughs> but just him wanting to do this. It's like you're just giving up on everything. You have no plan. You have no money. You've got nothing as far as we know. It just, to me, sounds dumb, but none of the Alex choices let me say what I want to say. Right. They want to say either, eh, I think you should hang around, or, eh, okay, go live with Clarissa. Like it's, or make up your own mind. Yeah, that's yeah make up yeah. your own mind as the third one, yeah. I think that's the one I said, but the game ends. No, you, I, think, I think you definitely chose go or... I think I said go at this point, because I'm like, well, if I don't get to say, be smart and use your scholarship, I guess I may as well. I think I was trying to decide what the game wanted, not what I wanted. Right. I think that's your mistake then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I got a pretty good ending. You we're, did. We're back on the boat. I've got all five characters there. We take one more picture, and this is where we get our stats. So in mine, Ren and Nona end up together. Yep. Me too, first time. Alex made up with Clarissa, even though I really wasn't pushing that one. And we bonded with Jonas. Oh, wow, you got the really happy ending. Yeah. And then there's the time loop that basically starts you back to before the game began. And there it ends. So let's talk about the second playthrough. Okay. So what what happens is it starts off, um, you are like at like a mark sitting outside in the car park waiting for Ren's sister to come, who's supposedly a little bit older, but not old enough. She, oh, yeah, because drinking's 21 in America, isn't it? <laughs> so I was thinking, she's older than him. They're 17, like, so she's got to be 18. She'll be legal to drink. But no, yeah, it's 21. That's right. So she's older, but she's she's got a fake ID, and they're gonna she's going to get them some beer, and then they're going to get on the boat, go to the island. And you, he's like, oh, check out that radio. Put that radio on. And that's, basically, if it plays music, We'll just leave. But if you find something weird, we'll hang around and wait for my sister. And you find some music. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's just music. All right, well, let's just forget it. Stupid sister. I hate you. You get on the boat. Okay, now we're going off again. But even from the beginning, when you get on the boat, you get those little, like, static kind of flickers now. And the game, this happens throughout the game now. You get way more choices for, like, wait a minute. Even on the boat, you're like, we've done this before. And everyone else is completely oblivious, of course. But it's pretty much the same thing, right? So you're going to play the game again. You're going to get different choices to say things, which to me is just, again, because I know that they don't really have an effect on the game. So I'm just going in for the dialogue just to hear what they're saying. Because what we haven't talked about yet is the dialogue quality and the music of the game. I thought the music was fantastic. I really enjoyed the music. I thought the actors I, were good. Okay. I enjoyed the music, but it was a bit loud and there was no as an option, option to turn it down. To, yeah. What I didn't like about the game in general was, man, those, those, sometimes those speech bubbles disappear way, way too, too fast, man. Which I guess is part of the, the strong but silent type ending where you want them to go away quickly so you can just keep moving through the game because you don't want to say anything. But when you have something like this, one, you have to read all of them and then you have to make it decide. Choice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, and like I said, you have to guess at what they mean because sometimes it's going to mean something slightly different. Sometimes it's a word and the same word with a question mark. Right, right. So you get to the island, get to the beach, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, it's basically the same thing. But this time I was out. I think my second one, I went for the strong but silent playthrough. So I was like, I'm going to get this achievement. It worked out pretty well because you go through the whole game. You don't really interact with anybody. Everyone just speaks and does their own thing. And you get to the end of the game. And this is where it kind of makes a big difference because my silence, I think, is what kind of pushes Michael into staying. And so he doesn't go to college. 
Because I, I, I was the same as you. I, I sent him away. I know you sent him away because if you'd said stay, Michael would be alive. Because Michael doesn't take you out for that last swim and doesn't drown. So does it tell you he's still alive? He's on the boat with you at the end. Okay. So he's on the boat. Even when you when you come out of that, Alex is just like, she's not even like, oh my God, this is amazing. She's just like, oh, here we go again. You know, she knows what's going on kind of thing. Like, you're dead. You know, she, she tells that to Michael, like, you're dead. Like, what are you doing here? And you get a picture. If you do the right things, you get an even better ending where you reconcile uh, Michael and Clarissa. You get Ren and Nona together and you and Jonas are happy together. So that's like the full six people end. Oh, is it six people? It would be. Yeah, six people ending. And so after that, I was like, right, now I want to get in. Because uh, I, I, I've put 20 hours into this game. Played it four, uh, three times. And some of that was idling for cards. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. Because it said, I think, in how long to beat, it would say four hours. Like four three hours. hours. Yeah. And I really felt like it was taking longer than that. Yeah, so for the last playthrough, again, you go back to the beach, and I don't know if I'd missed it. I definitely missed it the first time because I was just like, right, I'm not interacting with anything. But supposedly you can you can still interact with stuff and speak, which you have to at some point. Like you got to say, okay, give me a boost to get over the fence. So it's like the, the strong but silent type. It just means don't click on any of the speech bubbles, basically. But if it's, a, if it's a space bar to interact with something, you can speak there. But basically, the third playthrough was... When you go into those time loops where you get the like the, the reel-to-reel cassette, you'll sometimes find old radios. And she kind of gives you the hint, like, oh, that's me from before, from even a past game. Oh, that means I can talk to myself. And so you start sending messages to yourself saying, don't come to the island. The island's bad. Don't use the radio. Blah, 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 blah. blah. You only have to do it maybe two or three times. And so you, pro- you progress through the game. You get to the end. And I was trying to like really annoy everyone to get that Firestarter one, but I just couldn't, I couldn't piss off everybody enough. <laughs> it was too hard. Everybody, everyone has got this just big cheesy grin on their face by the end. I was like, I sacrificed Clarissa. I did everything to get you guys to hate me. So um, is she not there then on the boat at the end? Yeah. But then, then it cuts to the Mart again. And so you're like, okay, so play a song from the station. Oh, but Ren says, let's try it out and see what it says. It's exactly the same as the second, it's the second playthrough, but this time, now you get this, this is Alex, stay away from the island, don't use the radio. And she gets freaked out and then like, ah, it was going to be late in party anyway, let's just go home. So it's like, in that ending, finally, what I would consider the correct ending is you get out of the time loop and you just live a normal life. But again, that's only the original Alex that we went into the game with, she's trapped. But this version of Alex is free. Okay. But it seems to me that the happier ending would be actually having your brother back. Yeah, but again, it's like, I mean, it is happy, but you're trapped there and you just do, you're just in this endless loop. Like, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, so you but, could, you could, but play are the, you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you did from your first playthrough, you just keep going back to the islands, back to the island. And the spirits tell you that. They're like, they're all the way through the game, they're telling you, it's not the first time you've done this. You should know what you're doing by now. Cause the thing was, so, okay, so let's go to the Morse code. There's a lot of notes from Anne. Anne and Maggie were, I think, girlfriend and girlfriend. Anne got, they, they did the same thing that Alex and Ren were doing in the caves. And then Alex got sucked in. Sorry, Anna. Anna got sucked in. But she managed to communicate with Maggie through Morse code. And a lot of the messages are like, I'm cold. It's dark here. Love you, Anna. You get a lot of these kind of messages from Anna to Maggie. So Maggie's obviously working to bring Anna back as well. I mean, the whole thing is a little bit poltergeist to me. 
you've forgotten us, you're, you're desecrating our memories and things like that. You've built gift shops on our graves kind of stuff. And they tell you, it's like, we absorbed Anna too quickly. That's not the way that we can continue our existence. We got to suck you dry really slowly. They're keeping you in this loop so that they can just slowly drain you piece by piece by piece for longevity's sake. So yeah, so the Morse code was quite interesting. So it just added another little, little, it wasn't game changing, but a little icing on the cake to give you a little bit more story. Hang on a second, let me turn this page. Oh yeah, the guy, this is really, this was, when I went back, before I went back for my third playthrough, I realized, because actually I'm going to eat my words a bit here from another podcast that we did before, I actually switched on the subtitles for this one, because they're so garbled, man, you know? So, for this game, yep, I'll admit that having subtitles activated helped a lot, because they actually give you the words that are all garbled, and especially for this playthrough, the third time, I was like, I don't want to have to listen to, uh, like, But the guy who made the sound and the music for this game, he's supposedly some kind of musical genius. And for all the all the World War II radio stuff that you can hear in the game, all those weird sounds, he actually wrapped copper wire around his house and turned it into, like, an antenna and collected all these sounds and stuff. Pretty interesting. Yeah, so third playthrough, going for the evil ending where I was just like, sacrifice Clarissa. I, I just slapped Jonas in the face or slapped Ren in the face, whatever. But it was kind of fun because usually I don't like I don't like the bad karma kind of playthroughs, but some of the dialogue you get is funny. Well, I mean, like I said, 12,000 lines of dialogue versus 2,000 for a normal telltale. So by the third playthrough, I was getting a bit annoyed with these ghosts because they seemed very selfish. They didn't seem that way in the first playthrough? I mean, I can get angry spirits. I'm, I can get behind that. But by the third time, I'm like, no, nah, well, nah, you know, I've done this three times now, and I'm I'm trying to help you, and you know I'm trying to help you. And by the end of the game, we know it's an infinite time loop that you keep going back into. It's like if you're gonna drain my blood like a vampire, at least have some common courtesy, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what I would say is, it seems weird that they keep goading you that you should know what to do by now. And really, from what you say, the best answer is to not play at all. To tell Alex, go home. Yeah. Which seems exactly the opposite of what the ghosts actually want. It is the exact opposite. And I wonder if it's something to do with, again, going with this kind of poltergeist angle. Because the man who the island is named after was, what, Caleb Edwards. Edwards. There's a, not a note, it's it's a signal you can find. Did you hear the one where it says... He arrived here and blah, 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 and ethically cleansed the area. Yes. So I'm wondering if that somehow is another note we can find or if there's a bunch of messages that we can find that maybe there's something deeper to the game where it's like the ghosts of these native people who lived on the island first that were exterminated have got something to do with this too. Could be. It'd be a very classic horror movie. Yeah. I like the whole setup. I like how Maggie basically bought the island and it links back to exactly what Ren was saying before. First it was a, a mining place and it was a military place and it was a bird place and it was a, and it was a museum place. And so Maggie's been buying it up or getting the government to section it off as a natural park that can't be disturbed. And she's doing her best to make sure that no one ever comes back and can get in touch with the ghosts because this is what happens. It just so happens that now she's dead and she can't protect us. Well, I don't know that she could have protected us if she was. Well, I'm pretty sure if we were just that. having a barbecue like down the stairs from her house, she'd be like coming out, you kids, <laughs> down the stairs and way across that bridge. <laughs> I don't think you could see it from there. Oh no, no, you know those stairs at the beginning of the game where you go up. That yeah, leads right to her house. And then there's a huge long. Well, it's like a pier kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like two screens you have to cross <laughs> to get to her house. Oh, she got her Zimmer frame. She... 
Come on. Get off my land. Overall for me, this game... I'm just not sure that a game is the best format for this story. I think that they padded it a lot by having us climb over rocks and... The rock climbing stuff is dumb. Like, I mean, climbing up the rocks to get to a new level, fine, but in a straight line, you're putting a block in the way just for me to jump up onto it, walk up an inch across the screen, and then press another key to drop down off of it. It was a lot of that. And there was a lot of time I spent just wandering around looking for extra bits here. I could easily see this being a movie, and yeah, it may not be done well, and if it's not done well, then it won't be good, but I could see this being a good story that's set and done. I just found most of the time I felt like I was wandering and not really enjoying it. There weren't really a lot of puzzles for me to solve. So as I said before, this felt very much like a 2D walking sim with some interesting story elements. I agree. I think it's closer to that than a puzzle game, for sure. Yeah, and so for me, I'm not at all excited Is it at the prospect of playing a game. I don't, know, I don't know. I'd have to check. But it certainly felt like it was supposed to be. Right. <laughs> and so maybe that's just me and my expectation. But it's those kind of extra elements that make it a game and not just a virtual story. And I think that that's just what I wanted more of. Hang on a second. We just yeah, it's not just on the store page. Yeah, it's not it's not tagged as a puzzle game at all. Actually, it is tagged as a walking sim though, and well, sh- there you go. and short and psychological horror, which yeah is exactly what it is. I guess then it is as advertised. It's just not the kind of game I normally go for. And having played it, it's still not the kind of game I normally go for. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Probably exactly for the reasons that you didn't like it, because it is a walking sim that is a little bit different, and it's got a good story. I like the story. I went back to play it three times, and yeah, I like I like discovering it. I probably I I won't be going back again because I, I think twenty hours is plenty. That's that smashes the one dollar an hour limit for me. It's like that's fifty cents an hour, and it's very well priced, man. I mean, you can't argue with that price. Seriously, I mean, I, well, at least I can't because I got so much time out of it. But yeah, no, no, I liked it. I think it is a filling in the gaps worthy game because there is a lot of stuff that is unexplained. And I think there's probably a subreddit somewhere dedicated to this game just to talk about it. No doubt. Not um, maybe you will start one. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Gaps filled and more gaps created.